0: Hey, just want to take a quick break from this episode so I could tell you guys about how I just launched my new Patreon page. If you don't know about Patreon, it's a great way for people to support creators with a monthly subscription. Becoming a Patreon supporter can even come with a few perks, like early access to new episodes and getting special shout outs on the podcast. I've recently started working part time at my job so I can focus more time and energy on the podcast and YouTube channel. So any support would be massively appreciated and it helps me towards my hope of making this my full time job someday. So if you want to help support me in that, please head over to Patreon.com slash HoopTheory. That's Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash HoopTheory. Thank you so much for listening and enjoy the rest of the show. Hello and welcome to the Paul Silas episode of the Hoop Theory Podcast, a.k.a. episode 29. My name is Logan Wortman, and today, as always, I'm joined by my good friend, Jacob Roth. Jacob, how's it going?
1: Yeah, it's going pretty good for me on this beautiful Sunday. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing pretty good as well. Um, really sore. Played some basketball this weekend for the first time in a long time. But yeah, Paul Silas. I know some people might be raising their eyebrows at that one, but turns out not many players have worn 29 Throughout the history of the NBA.
1: And topical, because uh, we are sitting here as Creighton is tipping off against San Diego State University. That is true. And Paul Silas is a Creighton alum. Mm-hmm. So.
0: Yeah. Jay, let's who do go Aztecs.
1: You have SDSU winning? You you oh, yeah. winning? This game, I hope so. I don't have them winning anything. Are you My one of daughter- those people that just hate Creighton for some yes. reason? Not okay. for some, absolute It's more I hate the people that like Creighton. And so I just don't I associate talking, with Creighton.
0: I was talk, like, me and Anthony were talking about this exact thing yesterday. He has the same exact opinion as you. I I just don't yeah. understand.
1: J-Screws can lick my butthole, but I'm like they don't even play.
0: <laughs> they don't even play the same sports. Like, I mean, they they both play basketball, sure, but the Huskers mm-hmm. have been pretty irrelevant in basketball for a long time, and Creighton has not. So I don't know. I I feel like they they're not really in each other's way. They're just like people. People make a big deal about them as a rivalry just because they're geographically close.
1: No, because they play each other every year and Creighton doesn't shut up about it.
0: Okay, I don't know. I've never heard anything from Creighton fans like bad-mouthing Nebraska before. I've just heard really? it the other way around. <laughs> yeah.
1: That's insanity. Well, probably because there's like seven of them. That's probably why you haven't heard it. It's the other <laughs> way around. But the ones that exist are loud and obnoxious. Okay. Not a big j guy. If you have to think of a new name to describe what you are... Nah. <laughs> also, every, all the Creighton people, I believe in this team. Really? Show me your bracket. You had Creighton going to the finals. I had them in Elite Creighton. Eight. Elite but... Eight's fine. But yeah. if a Creighton fan can look me in the eyes, said, I filled that one bracket and I had them going to the finals or the final four, show me them because they don't exist. Mm hmm. Also, they have had a upset. Also, this is another topic that we could talk about sometime. People complaining that March Madness isn't going to crown the best team in college basketball. It never has. That's not the point of it. It's craziness. It's chaos. And it's let, like, if anybody ever has had the genuine opinion that March Madness always finds the best team, you could argue that the NBA playoffs don't find the best team every year. They do a better job, obviously, than March Madness. Yeah. But like... There's no perfect system to find the best team unless you went, you had the best regular season record. Here you go. For example, you know what I think the best team in the 2016 season was? Don't think it was the Cavs probably.
0: Or oh, was it yeah. 17? No, yeah, 16. Was it 73 when Warriors? Yeah.
1: Yeah, that was the, like, that's an argument for the best team ever. Argument. Be careful everyone over the age of 40 that was about to shoot me. It was a joke. <laughs> They're in the argument. Anyway, I'm, I'm in a flustered, fired up type of mood. We got like eight inches of snow dumped on us that we were told we were getting nothing. Mm-hmm. Flustered. Lincoln get or Lincoln Omaha get anything?
0: Yeah. I don't know how much, but it's my backyard is covered in it. Yeah. Um, it's
1: just a great day to be alive. Yeah. But yeah. Uh
0: who do you have winning? Your bracket.
1: Uh my bracket, I had my final four was Baylor, UCLA, Bama and my top right was Miami maybe mm. it's not busted yet but it's not good mm-hmm. and then for um Avery her, my daughter's bracket she I showed her mascots have I told you this already no oh so I showed her each mascot and she picked her final 4 she has a better she is leading my office bracket currently <laughs> uh her final 4 was Baylor Kansas State UCLA and Texas also known as Bear, Bear, Cow, Kitty. <laughs> she also was a big fan of Alabama. Elephants went pretty far. Uh-huh. Ducks also went pretty far. Um, pretty much the Aztecs did not do well. Blue Devils didn't do too hot. Um, she One thing that she did like, she thought that a Boilermaker was terrifying as opposed to a Bright Blue Horse. So Avery is maybe one of the only people ever. Uh, she actually had F A U. Going to the Elite Eight, she had that because Owl, very like the Owls, mm-hmm. uh, did not think that they would go uh, to the Final Four, but it's where they're yeah. at now.
0: <laughs> that is where we're at now. That's so yep.
1: craziness. No, I'm. this is the first year that it, since, like, 2011 that it's truly felt like chaos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for like sure. Like, this is – the chaos didn't stop after the first weekend. It, like, continued. hmm uh, Yeah. But, yeah, it'll, we'll see how it goes. Creighton, I'm sure, will have uh, the game of their life. But we've got a lot of uh, – Former Omaha Nebraska target, uh, a crop is planned for San Diego State. Yeah. I think he went to Bell West, I think. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I have um UConn winning my bracket, so I'm still what alive did you, there. You like them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just knew them based on like like the only thing I know about college basketball this season is some prospects for the NBA. And I know that Yukon has like three or four guys that are projected to be drafted. Uh, they have like the best shooter in the country, so I picked uh, them. that.
1: Is actually Caitlin Clark for Iowa. Like I know that like haha girls boys bas- men's women's basketball. She is ice. <laughs> she is no. She's the best shooter in college basketball this year. Not a question. Mm. Uh, they leaked. I was playing tonight. Uh, I can't remember who they. They leaked their game plan. They said we're gonna rock. We're on box one and just shut down Caitlin Clark and make the rest of Iowa beat us. <laughs> Like they've just given up. And I'm like, that's crazy. Yeah. Uh you and K played Iowa in an exhibition match earlier this year. Oh really? UNK is a pretty good Division II team. Um they kind of underperform when they get to the tournament, but I they're like a consistently top twenty team in D two every year. Mm.
0: Uh
1: they got smoked by Iowa hundred and a hundred and something to like forty. Jeez. It was <laughs> made sense. Yeah, it was No, because Iowa I think is a, a team to make a good anyway. That that was a whole rabbit hole. But yeah. Uh, <laughs> Hopefully Creighton loses.
0: Yeah, so it's weird. This year I've been this is probably the least I, I've paid attention to March Madness my like entire life now, like <laughs> because for some reason I'm a lot more locked in on the NBA right now than I usually am during March, um, and I think that's just because of the circumstances. Like you know, my team is in a position where you know the their hold on the first seed in the West was shaking a little bit over the past few weeks. Um, And also just going into this playoffs, like the West and the league in general looking pretty open for anybody to take it. Yeah, just pretty, I guess, anxious (laughs) right now as a basketball fan. So we wanted to talk today about basically who is feeling that anxiousness or that stress or that pressure, or maybe not necessarily who's like actually feeling it individually, but we think should be, you know, um, Mm -hmm who those players Players are. Players
1: or teams? Sorry, this is for my own clarification. It's players, right? Yeah, players. Okay, yep, Mm -hmm. cool. And you can, I mean, for some guys, I think you
0: can look at it from like more of a team perspective.
1: There's one team where I'm like, it is the whole unit needs to be scared if they don't do something. They don't need to win their respective conference, but they need to make an aggressive push and get to, I would think, maybe the finals and push it to at least seven games Mm -hmm. or six games to not blow it up. But we can talk about that later because that's my... I've got a list of, like, five-ish, and one of them is, like, a, uni- a uniform team. Let's jump that into like, that
0: one right now. I, I'm, I'm curious to see what that I think team we're talking is. about this.
1: Is that, well, I, I don't, is that Boston? Is that your team? No. The Celtics? No. Is this, well, a little bit, but the Sixers. Oh. If, if they flame out in the second round again and don't make a real significant push, mm-hmm. and, like, and I'm saying second round because it's hard because, like, if you're going to play the Bucks. That's just unfortunate. But if they run into the Celtics and they can't beat the Celtics in the second round, they need to just, as a team, re-look at everything. Celtics are, I think, in a similar boat. The ship out Marcus, not ship, yeah, ship out Marcus Smart, the day that I'll cry both tears of joy and sadness at the same time. Um, like, that needs to happen with Boston, too. But the thing for me is, like, if Boston loses in, like, the first round, somehow, to, like, the Heat, who it might be, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, it just depends on who they lose, because if they lose, to like, the Bucks. For me, that's like, if you took it to seven, that's, I guess, okay. Yeah, in the conference finals. The Bucks finals. are a better team. That, in the conference finals, you lose to the Bucks. The Bucks are better than you. Like, they're yeah. just a better team. Mm-hmm. If, yeah, we just live and die by the three-pointer too much. But I just, for me, as a Celtics fan, I guess we'll, we'll focus on the, for me, Jason Tatum's the Celtic that needs to show up. Yeah. The most out of all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, if he wants to be the guy, because if Jason Tatum doesn't show up in the playoffs and Marcus Marks keeps doing it, is there a world where you're crazy to not keep Jalen Brown happy and just not keep Jason, not make Jason Tatum the center of your like attention? Which seems crazy and stupid, but like if he can't perform when the lights are the brightest, Philly had to learn that out the hard way after waiting too long with Ben Simmons. I don't see why you wouldn't like if he can't show up, and he has in a lot of games, but he also disappears randomly sometimes.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I for the for that Boston, I think it's Jason Tatum alone is the guy that needs to. He doesn't need to care, but he has the most pressure to perform, not necessarily carry his team to the mountaintop, but like, yeah, be the guy on a team that gets deep.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'd say out of all the Celtics players, yeah, he he's under the most pressure. But as a team collectively, I feel like the Celtics are on under a lot of pressure, but in a different way than most other teams. Like it's not in the way of like, oh, they need to prove it like they need to, you know, get somewhere because we, you know, they've they've not done that or something like that. Like they've been in a lot of conference finals, made it really far. I think they've had nothing but success in the postseason so far. They're right. definitely not like a failure as a, as a team. But the thing is, the ultimate goal, obviously, is you want to win a championship. And their window looks like it possibly after this season might be closed temporarily, with all like the the Jalen Brown stuff going around and his quotes recently making it really sound like. It's kind of like 50-50 on whether or not he's actually going to be a Celtic next season. And I think if that happens, the Celtics are in a very, very different place. I think Jalen Brown would be a huge hit for losing him in free agency, like losing him for nothing. Um, so I, I guess what are your thoughts on that?
1: No, I think you're 100% right. Also, I don't think it's this summer. I think it's next year. Oh, is I'm it? I'm pretty sure he's a free—I thought, he has... thought it's 2024. Is he have I... a player
0: option this year, maybe?
1: Uh, maybe, I guess.
0: Because I know this is a very big topic lately.
1: Well, no, because this... Jalen's... No, this would be his rookie extension. They don't usually give players at the end of that, do they? Let me just look. Um...
0: Yeah, no, he doesn't have a player option next year, I guess. So it it would be... Next season would be his last season under contract. Yes. Um, well, so, yeah, you'd have another year of Jalen Brown, obvi- like if you're not trading him or if he doesn't ask out or something. I, I guess I wouldn't assume that he would ask out but just from a lot of like the, the narrative around the team and, and things I've, I've heard recently, it's, it sounds a lot like like even like the player personnel guys like the Chris Haynes and Logan Murdoch and those people like they've been saying that it really seems murky on whether or not Jalen Brown wants to be there um, long term. Like he might be looking at uh, going to New York or L.A. or something like that.
1: But. My thing is like, yeah, I've like, I think it's totally. But my, th- it was in the middle of a losing skid. Not that it's not all legitimate, but I haven't really paid that much attention to it, so I don't really know. Mm-hmm. I know it'd be a huge hit if we lose him for, especially if we lose him for nothing. Mm-hmm. We're like, we turned into the heat. We're just like this. We'll be a playoff team, but we're not going to be making crazy destructive noise in the playoffs. But it was in the middle of a losing skid at like the most stressful, difficult part of the season. Just had lost the one seed when the rumors had start coming out. So I'm just kind of like – I just kind of ignored them. Not Mm. ignored them. I knew they happened. I just figured I'd let it cook into the summer and then whatever happens, happens. I'd be ticked because I think Jalen's my favorite Celtic.
0: Yeah, I've heard you say that before.
1: And I I don't think that – like he would be a guy that if he leaves, even if it's on bad terms, I would like follow him. Not as like leave leave the Celtics totally, but like any other team they're playing, I'm following Jalen. If he goes to Philly, I'd be like – there's a little part of me that's like I want to see Jalen Cook, but like it would it would it'd be hard. But I I root for Jalen like people do for LeBron type of thing. Mm-hmm. But um yeah, and also so I'm yeah I'm just kind of letting that because I don't know like I don't know anything. It's also in a time where like everything quote unquote was on edge. Every Celtics beat writer, every Celtics anything was like the world is crumbling. Our shots are, our shots aren't landing. Our defense is bad. Like I'm like. We do this every year yeah. for three weeks. <laughs> every year. Usually it's because Jason Tatum turns into Brian Scalabrini. No disrespect, Brian. But like, he's like, he just not the same guy. And in that, there hasn't been an offensive guy to offset that. And Jalen has made it not look as bad because Jalen has turned into a, oh, if you need me to go get 30 tonight, I will. Yeah. Which is huge to have mm. two of those guys that can do that. Because there's, like, this year in the NBA, I don't know how many teams have that. Obviously the Warriors of old had clay. Oh, I can go get this staff up. But like this year, I don't know how many teams have two guys that you can like, oh, this guy's off. Just start feeding him and it'll 99% of the time be fine.
0: Yeah. Especially for most of the season cuz answers that come to mind for that question, uh, most of them are like new, like newly formed like the Mavericks and the Suns. Things like that. They're
1: losing. Did you they're right now we're recording yeah, it's but, 153 central time, but they've been struggling ever since they got
0: Yeah, exactly. But they do have two guys that can both put up 40 in the same night.
1: Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, they're gonna lose uh well 72 81, four seconds left in the third.
0: Yeah, I didn't like that Kyrie trade when it happened. Um
1: it didn't make sense. Yeah. Um other than I don't it was just a like out of all the players, if you would have made that trade for KD, I would have got it like Almost infinitely more. That would have been but amazing.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: They would have had to add more probably for KD. Yeah. But honestly, with how much BS you have to deal with with Kyrie and the, how much better KD is a player is how much you have to give up to like – you know, I mean, Kyrie has a discount. I said that backwards. Kyrie like almost has a discount or should have a discount for how good of a player he is because of how obnoxious he is.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure.
1: But it's – it'll be how it is. Um but, you know, I'm definitely – I don't want to say worried about the Jalen thing. I've just, for my own sanity, try to just push it out of my brain and not yeah. think about it until – Because it would it? be the same thing as like, oh, yeah, MP, like you like MPJ wants out. Mm-hmm. Fester on that right before you go to the playoffs. Yeah. And that's the other thing is it's just a weird timing for that to all happen. And Jalen Brown is a lot of things, but like a self-centered, like I'm going to blow this up now is not – he's not that type of dude. Even when he, like, couldn't stand Marcus Smart, maybe still can't. And, like, they were, like, bickering during the uh, rough parts of the early parts of last year. Mm -hmm. He wasn't the one that made stuff go public. Like, he kept it to himself. Mm -hmm. So, I... That was also weird to me that everything exploded at a time where, like, the team was already on rocky waters. And then Jalen's, like, actual camp said something. I was like, that seems like weird timing. Because this could have been, like, for all we... This could have been quotes that were said like right after he found out that he got requested to be traded for KD. Mm-hmm. The interview could have been then. Yeah. There was no timeline given when the comments were made. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm also just like, we'll get to the summer, finals will be over, we'll have the rings, and then I'll just think about it then.
0: Yeah, yeah, it makes <laughs> sense. Um, it does feel weird, though. It's like it's always Jalen Brown that's getting talked about for this on the Celtics. Like it's every time there's a player, a new player that comes up as like a... Potential trade. Um, it's always like, oh, we'll, we'll give up Jalen Brown for Bradley Beal or Kawhi Leonard when he was with, with San Antonio. Uh, Paul George at one point, like there was like Jalen Brown for Paul George stuff. Um, and I KD wonder how much, of,
1: yeah, I wonder how much of that is external and how much of that is Celtics or how much of that, how much of that is fans and how much of that is like real.
0: Mm-hmm. But I guess if you're Jalen Brown, does it I it probably still no, bothers totally, you a little bit with the player or with the, the fans doing it too. Yeah.
1: So Jalen, when you listen to this, because you do, faithful listener Jalen Brown. I personally would rather watch you and Jason Tatum play, just you two. And the rest <laughs> of the team can be potatoes. <laughs> Please don't leave. Yeah. You're like my, he's just like my favorite. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I think he dribbles a little bit too much. But I also think Michael Jordan was a jerk. So every great player <laughs> has their downfalls. Yeah. You know who I want to be a Celtic more than anything? Who? Marcus Knowles. He is the facilitator we have been missing. We can cover up his defense better than any other team in the league. Five foot eight, Kansas State yeah. point guard. For people that didn't know, uh-huh. we can cover up his struggles on defense potentially, and he is a pure-blooded facilitator.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: And that's um, what the Celtics haven't had since. Forever.
0: Yeah. I don't know if he's projected to get drafted or not, but like you could honestly Celtics could take a swing on him as a undrafted free agent. That honestly would be a not too bad of a, of a gamble to make. Um,
1: he'll, he'll be a second round mid late second round. If he does get drafted at all. Yeah. Just because of the size, size. and the
0: and age. I think he's a senior, isn't he?
1: Yep. He's older. Yeah. But yeah, anyway, so I guess we got to turn that into a Celtics corner. So, I have a question. Your Nuggets have a little bit of a stretch coming up. They got a big win last night. No big loss. No win. They won. Win, yeah. Mm-hmm. But you've got the. It's got Philly, and then you've got you've got like four Sacramento games in a row.
0: Is in there? And then you have
1: the Kings again or the Grizzlies again? You have like yeah, for I some think. reason I, you have this stretch that's like kind of a, a gauntlet. You guys open it up pretty well. How are you feeling heading into that gauntlet? Do we have the you guys, Grizzlies again? It might not be the Grizzlies. Oh, look at your... Gr-
0: we play the Suns, I think, twice. Uh,
1: Maybe. No, it's the Suns. It's the Suns. Yeah. Um, I guess, I don't know. We... Let me look. We have... Uh, it's the Sixers tomorrow. Yeah. And then you've got uh, Pelicans on... Th- but then you go Suns, Warriors, Suns, and then you've got the Rockets in there. But Rockets are Sneaky. Everybody's hating on the Rockets. Rockets will show up and score a zillion points. Then you yeah. end the year with the Kings and the Jazz. Jazz, not a, but like you've got the, your last eight games. There's maybe two ones where I'm like, oh, that's don't even think about it. I won't even look at the game.
0: I'm pretty sure we destroyed the Rockets every game we played this year. I
1: was being sarcastic,
0: but I mean, they. Be, I thought you were saying that for real because they just lost. Like, or Celtics just lost to the Rockets.
1: Oh, I. You guys got blown up by San Antonio. I was kind of joking. Yeah. I guess I didn't think of the Celtics losing to the Rockets, but um every team that's bad in the NBA, this is a new nice change. Every team that's terrible has one guy outside of the Hornets a little bit, but has a guy that can just go score like crazy cuz they're just a young guy that has no defense and you just go score. Every I, like every team that's bad in the NBA is
0: still has a lot more talent on it than like teams 10 years ago did, you know.
1: That's yeah. Ready for an expansion, yeah. Omaha, baby.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, just kidding.
1: I don't want a team in Omaha because I won't switch. I won't. I'm not gonna
0: switch. I, I, I'm not th- that guy. I've thought about that before. I'm like, if if Omaha, th- which this is unrealistic. I don't think Omaha is getting an NBA team. If any,
1: soon. it'll be like Des Moines, Des Moines. I'm just kidding. Yeah, I don't uh, I mean, Kansas City. Kansas
0: City would be the closest. Yeah, yeah, we're stupid. Yeah, but I still, yeah, I wouldn't change my affiliation from the Nuggets. To to a new KC team, I don't. Th- I mean, I might like kind of root from them, root for them from afar, and go to a game or two every once in a while.
1: Like I will when Jalen Brown is gone. Yeah, they, yeah. Be like, heck yeah, let's but, go.
0: Yeah, the Nuggets will still be my team. I don't see that changing.
1: <laughs> What's another? Oh, Vegas doesn't have a team yet. Yeah, it's Vegas oh, yeah, and KC.
0: The, the two. It's pretty much confirmed. The two teams that are being expanded, like the two new teams that are coming in within the next five years, it, are Seattle and Las Vegas.
1: Oh, Seattle! I, that's, I. It's almost like they have one. No, I totally forgot that they don't. Yeah. And I wonder if it gets harder because OKC is there for Kansas City. Yeah, it did. I know that they a, talked about Louisville for a while.
0: Mm, St. Louis maybe uh, could work.
1: There's a lot of Hoopers in St. Louis. Yeah, like that come out of St. Louis, so you'd Honestly, have like a yeah. good
0: St. Louis would be a good place for. I mean, I, I guess it's kind of close to Memphis, but still.
1: New York and Brooklyn are pretty close too.
0: That's that's
1: true. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, we got kind of way off uh, the path there. But
0: we are talking I, about the Nuggets upcoming stretch, right? Is that the, what you yeah,
1: the me got, about? Their, their, their last eight games of the season will feel – I I feel like there will be a lot of playoff-esque atmospheres jostling for position because you got the Suns who are – they had that little dip, but I don't know where they're at standings-wise. And I think um, KD
0: might be back by the time we play them.
1: KD sounds like he might be back tonight.
0: Yeah. So – and
1: we play them on like,
0: Friday and then – the Thursday you've, after that, too,
1: and you're pretty comfortable up front. But if you lose a couple, you could drop below the Grizzlies and Jaws back. But you've got the Suns twice, you got the Warriors. Uh, what was I, the other team? I keep thinking, and then
0: you've got the Philly. We won the last like couple games, so I'm like, oh, we're solid now for, for the first seed. And I keep Only looking two at the and standings, a half. three and a half,
1: but was it three and a half? Yeah.
0: Um, I keep looking at the standings, oh, yeah. and the Grizzlies somehow are just—they not—they're not going away. Like I thought, when they lost Jaw, they would fall down a little bit, but they have—they lost a they game do. without Jaw. Like they—they they seem like they haven't lost games. They've closed the gap on the Nuggets. I know the Nuggets started losing games after Jaw went out, but it feels like the Grizzlies did just fine without him.
1: Uh, they well. I think a large part of it is because if you look at the teams they played, I don't know when, I can't remember when they lost something like
0: that. It's I'm not saying in the playoffs, they'd be better,
1: but they lost to the heat. They lost to the Lakers on March 7th. Um, So yeah, they had the Clippers. They lost to the Clippers Lakers back to back. And then they went one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, and one in a nine game stretch. Oh geez, And then they end the year with the Hawks magic. They've got the Clippers twice, but, uh, they don't have a hard stretch to wrap things up. They 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 will be able to keep that uh, pretty aggressive win clip going. So, yeah, it, I just over was eight curious, eight how you- though,
0: it's probably hard. I, I like I'd be surprised if we lose the first seed like we're three and a half up over eight games. Mm-hmm. It's, it'd be it'd be like the Nuggets would have to lose almost every single one and the Grizzlies would have to win almost every single one, which I guess could happen. But.
1: Well, you, but you've got, to, but it's just rough because you've got that big. There's a lot of rough games, and they've only got two tough ones with two games against the Clippers. Yeah, I can chalk up.
0: Hopefully, I think we can chalk up the Rockets and the Rockets. Jazz. Well, maybe the Pelicans too. Without Zion, yeah. um, they've been sliding. So,
1: and that's almost enough if you get one more win. And the bit, that was a. I did not think you guys were going to figure. Giannis out, I was a little bit just like thinking about finals potential matchups. I was talking to a guy I work with that's a Nuggets fan, and I was like, Nuggets get out of the West. Who do they want in the East? We're saying realistically it has to be Celtics, Bucks, or Sixers.
0: I'd rather play the Bucks or the Sixers. I don't want to play the Celtics.
1: But what, but doesn't Embiid do fine against Jokic, or is I might have the rock, paper, scissors wrong. I mean,
0: Traditionally, it's always been Jokic beats Embiid, but late like that. the last game that happened, and the couple of games before that have been pretty even. But yeah, last game it was definitely Embiid uh, edged out. Uh, but usually, like Jokic isn't bad defending Embiid. Um, He's got enough weight. Yeah, and also Embiid can't guard Jokic. Like that's not how they didn't even in, like Embiid didn't even defend Jokic in the game that. Everybody's talking about how Embiid destroyed, like he didn't even guard him. P.J. Tucker was guarding him. And that's, an, that's another thing. A lot of people say it like, oh, they, they found the one-on-one matchup for Jokic. It's P.J. Tucker. And it's like, no, it's not the fact that P.J. Tucker is like shutting down Jokic. It's the fact that when you have, when you have P.J. Tucker on Jokic, you still have Joel Embiid on the opposite block. And like, so then it becomes Jokic is the only option to score the ball. And he doesn't like to do that a lot of the time. But he was doing that last night. He was uh, actually going at the Bucs. Uh, he was that win, cooking Brooke Lopez.
1: Absolutely That cooking. win might have gotten him MVP. I was thinking about it. How, how, how well he played in that, like an MVP-MVP head matchup. Joel Embiid, they were on that big win streak and he was getting momentum. But then they had two like kind of bad losses.
0: This episode will probably come out after the Sixers game tomorrow night, but that's going to be a huge game for this. For that, mm-hmm. for this MVP. Like,
1: like if either of them have a bad game, because recency bias is like thirty percent of the vote, mm-hmm. that'll that'll have a huge impact on a uh, on everything. Uh, yeah, just and I guess that could kind of segue a little bit into not only pressure from uh, Embiid in the. Uh, MVP race, but playoff-wise, as that's the original topic we were trying uh, to discuss. Yeah, and we've kind
0: of – we've drifted in and out of that, which I'm okay with. But, yeah, we we start with the Celtics. We mentioned the Sixers a little bit at the beginning. Um, I agree with you on Embiid. He's definitely one of these guys up there. uh, Has a lot of pressure.
1: Harden in tandem. That's why I said, like, their whole team. Because, like, if Harden doesn't work, I – I wouldn't be shocked if they blow it up again and try to find a new pair for Embiid.
0: Mm, yeah.
1: If they go to, they'd be like, okay, old man Harden didn't work. Do we go find him a point guard? Do we try to go get Jaws never leaving Memphis? But like that, like a, I don't know. I just, do they try to find another recipe to make something work? Because yeah. Embiid's not the problem, but it just sucks because every time you say, well, that doesn't work with Embiid, so it makes him sound like the problem, but he's not. He's a almost MVP to pass five years in the league so yeah
0: one of the best like it's just unfortunate for him that he has come into the league the same exact time that Nikola Jokic has he's one of the best centers of all time and that's if you don't know anything about basketball the center is the most stacked position historically um, and both of them are probably top 10 centers all time now
1: like cemented mm-hmm. people will look back and on B not getting an mvp or an all-nba first
0: team even
1: and it'll, and it'll literally just be like a, a Lajuan not getting as many rings as he should have for how good he was yeah people will just look back and be like man or, that's
0: tough i think an even better example like uh the 2000s mid-2000s with all the power forwards like that was the golden era of power forwards and it's like you know kg would be or or Dirk would be like third team All NBA, and you're like, and, and, and it's like what? But he has KG and Tim Duncan in front of him. There's Amari Stoudemire, Chris Webber, Chris Bosh, like it was it was insane. But that's it's not as deep right now at the centers. But there's there's two guys that are like arguably the best players in the world right now, and they're both playing the same <laughs> position.
1: You no, know, it's like you've got five best guys in the world. Two of them are centers, and then the other one's Giannis.
0: And he's, yeah, he's like 50% center, 50% power forward.
1: If someone gave him a center vote, I'd be like, that's stupid. But I also wouldn't be mad. That's why there needs to be a guard, a big, and three flex positions. And that is for another episode. And I I think we've already complained about that.
0: I think the thing that would fix that is just don't don't have voting on positions. Like, just vote Mm -hmm. for players. And then you fit in, like, oh, this guy got the most votes. And he goes in this position on the starting five, you know, just like take the guys with the five most votes and make make a starting five out of them.
1: And it's and it's like analysts, it's not fans. So you don't have to deal with like Zubac or not Zubac, Zaza Petulia somehow getting in. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But
1: that never has to happen with all NBA. It's guys that usually know what they're doing except for that one random guy in Chicago that uh, thought. Do you remember this? Yes. He's in the corner
0: of shame. Um, uh, what do you think? He he voted for Andre Drummond as as defensive player of the year. Yeah. 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 A few other things. What was his name? Zion.
1: It was Zion. It's because Zion didn't play like at all as a rookie. He voted and him he a still rookie gave, of the year, and he was rookie of the year. And yeah, that was the only vote for not Jaw. That's why Ja wasn't unanimous yeah, because yeah. of Joe Cowley. Joe Cowley. That's Joe what it was. Cowley. Yeah. Anyway.
0: <sighs> yeah. Um, but yeah, we were just talking about Joel Embiid. Yeah. So, and you brought up another interesting thing with the Harden thing, like in tandem, obviously like Harden has his blemish on his career is he's never won a championship. And I think what's even the bigger blemish is just how much he's shrunk in like every postseason he's been in. Um,
1: great games one through five and then six and seven, he's not around. Mm -hmm. And you could even argue that he's not that great one through five, especially in crunch time. It's game sixes and seven. He just kind of shrinks is the best word to use. Yeah. Almost like embarrassingly so.
0: hmm Yeah. So I guess I, I feel like James Harden, his history or like his legacy, I guess, for most people is kind of cemented at this point. Like it's like he's one of the greatest scorers ever if you really have to, you know, talk about it. But at the same time, you're like, he's just not on the same level as some of those other guys Long or some of those other guys all time um, because of the playoff success thing. And so on one hand, you could say, like, is he really under a lot of pressure? Because this is already what is, you know, it's different from like Jokic and some other guys where it's up in the air what his legacy is, you know, James Harden. It kind of does feel a little sealed, but at the same time, he could kind of change that a little bit with a really good performance. This playoffs, Um, it doesn't change the fact that, you know, the rest of his career has been what it has been, but it at least puts a little nice, you know, cherry on top at the end to make it look a little sweeter. Also, what you mentioned about blowing it up, um, if you know they go out in the second round again, the Sixers could blow things up. I think, relative
1: in, term, yeah, like obviously extreme, like but just like be trade like trade off we need,
0: Harden type of thing, we,
1: trade off Harden, maybe move Tobias Harris, like try to do something because it's obviously what they're doing isn't working with the. Temperature of the East, that doesn't look like it'll change outside of, I guess, Jalen Brown moving. But, like, that East is going to never be, as long as Giannis is still an athlete. And the Cavs and, are coming up. And, and the Cavs are on the come up. And if Boston runs the same system, you take out Jalen Brown, it gets worse. But it's still very not friendly to the 76ers. Something needs to shift and change.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, so, yeah, I guess my take
0: on this, Harden and Embiid have been really good as a pairing this year. But like blowing it up and like maybe shipping off Harden, they might not even need to do that intentionally because from what it sounds like, even more than the Jalen Brown rumors, like there's been even stronger and and more, I guess, prevalent rumors throughout this entire season of James Harden wanting to go back to Houston. And okay, man, I'm, I'm bad at knowing what people's contracts are when I start to talk about them. But I think James Harden might have some sort of option at the end of this year. If not, they reworked stuff. So maybe you're right. Yeah, he does have a player option um, for next season. So there's been a lot of noise about him not picking up that player option and going back to Houston. But the key thing there is, would Houston even want him? (laughs) You know, their timeline is not really lined up with an aging James Harden right now because they're like the youngest team in the league. But that would be interesting. And it would leave 76ers in a pretty precarious situation. So maybe if the yeah if they go out in the second round that might increase that probability of happening of Harden deciding to go back to Houston, but like I don't know I think if they if they really want to win a championship obviously Harden staying there would be the most preferable route for them to do so I think honestly if you see them go out in the second round I'd be very surprised if Doc Rivers doesn't get fired just because of it's kind of like the last straw with him <laughs> with like his his performance in every playoff run that he's had since really 08, basically. Um,
1: and also, if uh, people want to hear more about this whole Doc Rivers thing, go back and listen to the last episode mm-hmm. as we uh, defended. Doc Rivers is a good coach, just has his downfalls. Also, gave a little bit of love to Budenholzer. Mm-hmm. That was last episode. Episode 28, also known as the, I forgot who it was.
0: Alperen Shangoon.
1: Alperen Shangun episode. So go do that.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that was a good time.
1: But no, I think you're 100% right on that one. Just like it'll be it's – they're on the verge of maybe doing something like that. You were 100% right on the – in my opinion, as we were cooking. Sorry.
0: Yes, sir. Um, okay, so Sixers, yeah. Like Embiid and Harden are definitely on the hot seat, I guess. Not really hot seat because it's not like they're getting fired, but it's like pressure in terms of their legacy. Um, I think – the one that people are thinking about the most with this, and has got the most talk, has definitely been with the Nuggets with Jokic. Uh, seeing that he, you know, he's a back-to-back MVP. Some people thought he was a lock at one point for his third one this year. Uh, like we just talked about, that's kind of up in the air now. But people are saying, you know, it's going to be looked at as like a regret or like a mistake uh, for him getting those two MVPs if you know the the Nuggets flame out in the playoffs again, like type of thing, which I don't know. People talk about it as if that's a thing that is like a trend with Denver. Um, I think we got into that discussion before on this podcast, but yeah, it's, we, I don't think there's been enough of a sample to really like, you know, Jokic at this level, at this age, at his MVP level, hasn't had a playoff run yet with a team, you know, with his nugget squad, both of the years that he's had a playoff run after his MVP um award being you know given to him he was without Jamal Murray and MPJ and even more so before that the nuggets had no expectations they they were playing with house money we're not you know we are still a, a team that was being built so that's why i think that narrative is just kind of odd but so i don't think he's under as much pressure as like people look at it nationally but at the same time how people look at it nationally is what matters for this discussion with the pressure thing. So people are definitely going to care a lot about how Jokic and the Nuggets fare in this postseason. Uh, I guess, how far do you think the Nuggets would have to go for people to be satisfied or not look at his MVPs as mistakes? I guess
1: if they're the one seed, I'd, I'd probably say the Western conference finals, making I don't it think there that's like, or winning it. That's where it gets tough. I feel like if you make it there and don't have like a if Jokic has a great series and they lose in the Western Conference Finals, I personally would be like, yeah. I'm not worried about Jokic having bad game. If he flames out and they lose, that's like kind of a bad look. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I that's not ever been something he does. We, we've we've talked about that and went and looked back at I feel like the West get, making it to the Western Conference Finals and having a competitive Western Conference Finals at the minimum.
0: Yeah. See, Um, I'm glad you brought in a little bit of like context and details beyond just like this simple cookie cutter question. Um, I, you know, I tend to like to think about (laughs) things like that where you have to look at the opponent they're going up against and how things, you know, play out. But people don't I don't know if it's just like people wanting to have lazy takes like they just don't want to think about things too hard and they just want to say things, say their opinions and uh, they're very definitive on what they think, even though they just say, you know, Jokic has only been to the Western Conference Finals once, and he got swept in the second round one time, and he lost in the first round one time. So, you know, that means that he hasn't done well in the playoffs. But it's like you leave out all of the details that go go into why each thing happened. Um, so I know I just – it pained me to ask you that question formed like that, where I was like, you know, how far do they have to go for – this to be the result. Um, that's how most people talk about things, but that's, I think that's a mistake. I don't think that's a, the way you should analyze basketball.
1: I think as a team, if they don't get to the Western Conference Finals, they've underperformed as a team. Because I think, regardless of matchup, they're like the best team in the West. So who's second, though? Suns. A healthy KD Suns. So, I mean, the way the bracket works, we play
0: the Suns second round if things stay the same. So, what about that? <laughs> the, you know, the- no,
1: not saying that it's Jokic's like, legacy's fault. I'm saying every team goes into the year with expectations and wants and desires. As a team, I'd be bummed if we didn't get the Western Conference Finals.
0: Yeah, it's just, I get what you're saying. But it's just, people are speaking out of two sides of their mouths when they say, like, oh, the Nuggets have to make it to the Western Conference Finals. But then they also say, like, But if, you know, they they don't make it out of the West, I don't think that's a disappointment. And then they also say like, oh, the the other contender coming out of the West, the team that could challenge the most are the Suns. It's like they're going to be facing each other in the second round most likely. So... How is what you're saying make sense? <laughs> like like if, if you think that the Suns would be the team to beat the Nuggets where the Nuggets shouldn't be disappointed. I
1: don't think they're the team to beat the Nuggets. I think that I'm not, not matchup against you. I think the Suns are the second best team in the West because they have, if they get a healthy KD. The Nuggets are the best team. Ergo, they should move past that. They should that makes move sense. past
0: the Suns, you're saying.
1: Yes, I think they're better than the Suns, even if the Suns have a healthy KD, but that's the next team under the Nuggets
0: hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: You know what I mean? Yeah, I think. That, I
0: mean, I agree with you. There's a lot of people who pick the Suns over the Nuggets, though. I, but then Which also, I don't
1: think they're crazy. Yeah. Like, we, I don't think they're like, yeah,
0: same here. But then they also my point is, they also say the thing about Jokic and the Nuggets being it would be a disappointment if they don't make it to the Western Conference finals. But then they also say their favorite is the Suns. It's like they play each other in the second round. So why would it be a disappointment if they lose to the team that in your words they should lose to? in the second round
1: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: it's just kind of doesn't make much sense
1: but um but this is also separate nuggets and Jokic are totally separate things in terms of if Jokic has a crazy game and it goes to a seven game series and Jokic has triple doubles every night with 30 points or 25 points or it accounts for the 70 points he accounts for every night when you add in assist points or whatever that's not Jokic's fault you know what i mean like He can only do so much as one man, especially with the style of player he is. He can only do so much. Mm -hmm. So, like, it's not Jokic's fault if they flame out in the second round. And I know you're talking about talking heads that have to fill hours on TV and are just yelling things without super thinking. But Yeah. um, Yeah. Um, And I think the the big
0: thing that people will probably point to with blaming it on Jokic if that does happen, even though he might put up those crazy numbers, as you alluded to, uh, they might point out that, you know, it very well could happen to where... You know, teams are just going at Jokic in the pick and roll every play and people, you know, use that as the reason why the Nuggets lost. So I think that's going to be the biggest question or the biggest thing to watch is like Jokic on defense in this postseason, whether or not that gets exploited to the degree that some people
1: say it will. Um, I guess I I think that's go ahead. ahead. I think that's why his MVP is in question is almost exclusively his defense. Mm-hmm. He had that stretch where Embiid looked really good, and his defense looked so bad. Like, it made me mad. Yeah. That it was just was like, that. that's what... His defense will, will be his downfall in terms of things uh, legacy optics-wise, not in reality. When you go back and look, people won't care. They'll be like, wow, that was a, that was a crazy thing that Jokic did for that five-year, ten-year, whatever the stretch ends up being. Mm-hmm. But right now in the now, people will be like, well, if he could do anything defensively, and DeAndre Ayton didn't have... Just an ungodly amount of points on the pick and roll, then they would have won that series. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I know, I know what you mean. Yeah, and I guess
0: the thing with the defense, like um, in the postseason, obviously, like Chris Paul and DeAndre Ayton in the with the Sun series, the, you know, they picked on Jokic quite a bit in the pick and roll. But we are, in you know, in that series, we were playing Jokic in the drop. This season, we've been playing almost every game. We've been playing with Jokic up at the level of the screen. So I. Would assume that's what we continue to see in the playoffs, especially against a team like the Suns, with like one of the best pick and roll ball handlers of all time and Chris Paul. I think we have the personnel to do that more this year than we ever have, especially when like MPJ was like barely even alive <laughs> in the Suns series, could not move like at all with his back. And now we have Aaron Gordon, MPJ, uh, KCP. You know, we've got some guys on, on the defensive end that can, when Jokic stays up at the level, uh, we have probably one of the bigger guys like Gordon or MPJ rotate over to tag the role. And then everybody else just shifts, you know, finds finds a guy to cover.
1: Or um, you just have Jeff Green just baptize people. For those that don't, that was crazy. On Giannis, yeah. The, the fact that it was on Giannis and like the sheer like, that's dunk of the year, I think. Really? That was insane. I, I saw it.
0: On my phone. More
1: because, cause oh, I was it was
0: wild. And no volume because we were in, me and some friends, we were in a sports bar watching the NCAA games. And I had my phone out because I, I felt weird asking them to change <laughs> the one of the March Madness TVs to NBA TV. <laughs> but so I was watching it on my phone and, and yeah, the dunk happened and I, I showed everybody else there. But yeah, I guess I didn't get to see it in its full glory, but.
1: Like, it, like, he didn't catch him lacking. Like, Giannis knew it was coming. He just said, I'm going to get higher than you, mm-hmm. and did. It would have been way cooler if he would have landed, but he fell over when he dunked it. It would have been, yeah. like, clipped to the end of time if he lands it. Mm-hmm. But, man, that was wild.
0: This season has been great for Jeff Green dunks. Like, I, I was surprised to find this out recently, um, but apparently this is, by far, the most dunks that Jeff Green has ever had in a season in his career, and he's 36 years old.
1: Well, I wonder if it's because he only has to run around for seven minutes a game.
0: Yeah, but like you
1: would think... Seven's a bit low. He doesn't play... Yeah, I
0: mean, he probably averages, I guess I don't know for sure, but something like 13, 14 minutes a game, and the fact that he has more total dunks this season than he ever has is pretty wild, considering he was like a 30-minute-per-game player at one point. And he's always been a high flyer. It's just the fact that he's playing with Nikola Jokic. He gets so many wide-open looks right at the basket.
1: He's like a... Just because of the offensive guys that the Nuggets have, he's like the lat. Like, okay, if we lose somebody, I'd rather lose Jeff Green than... If Jeff Green gets hot, the world's not ending for some teams. If Murray gets hot, you have problems. Yeah. If MPJ gets hot, you have problems. Yeah. The disrespect for Jeff Green is enormous, and it's just leading to dunks all over the place. But, yeah. It'll be... It'll be good. Uh, I think the playoffs this year will be very fun, playing included. Um, mm-hmm. I'm very excited for the Lakers to get bonked from the, the playoffs. Just kidding. LeBron's coming back today, so I don't think we'll have a, off the bench apparently, but he's coming back today. Is that for so sure? I don't, yes.
0: Okay. Because did you see that where the Lakers tweeted out basically that LeBron was coming back, there was a timetable for it or whatever. Did I, we already talk about this? I don't think we did. It was
1: the, it was it was like Tuesday last week.
0: Yeah, and or Tuesday this week, I should say. Uh, then LeBron was like, "Don't trust any source unless it's me." And it's like that's a weird thing to say about your literal team, <laughs> but but he sounds like he is coming back though for sure.
1: And he's coming off the bench apparently. Okay. Which I didn't realize he hadn't played since December. That's not true. December. He he set the scoring record
0: in January, like January seventh or February seventh. I
1: thought. Oh. Actually. This is the first time he's missed this much time since December 11th of 2007.
0: Oh. <laughs> is that true? The, what about the, his first year in LA? Didn't he miss, like, the entire second half of that? I don't know. I,
1: don't know. I just am reading the Bleacher Report yeah. notification. Yeah. That's probably wrong.
0: <laughs> Who knows? It could be right. but so
1: Other guys, we've got the Nuggets. Uh, Jason Tatum, Joel Embiid slash James Harden. The Nuggets is more Jokic is like the guy that could quote-unquote be under the most pressure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Some other guys that I think are under some pressure in a different way than I think the other guys, not because of a hot seat, not because of anything, just because time's ticking. Uh, Chris Paul is a guy that I think is under – like he understands that this might be his last ride where he's going to be a force. He could probably play for two, three more years, but he won't be the – like you could argue say that he's not even the same force that he was – their last, last year. finals run. Yeah. Or just last, last year. year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, So I think that that's like a certain amount of pressure. Um, Similar thing for Steph as his, his crew is getting older and worse. He's probably feeling a little bit of pressure to try and capitalize on the tail end of his window be- before it becomes just an extremely gifted role player is disrespectful. But turns into just to – because if Steph Curry does want to have a longer career, it's not going to be running off ball all the time. It will be a Kyle Korver type. I'll just hit this three. Every time you need me to. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So there's, like, I guess, a, a couple of the older guys that might be feeling some pressure, I guess. Um, yeah, Chris I Paul just have a, was
0: was the next guy I was thinking about, too. Um, Steve – or uh, Steph Curry just kind of surprised me. But I guess does make sense. I mean, like – Not
1: that he needs to win more rings, but if he's a competitive person, it's probably more himself, not outside pressure. Like, he's probably like, I want to get it done this year because this is – how many more years do the Warriors have a chance?
0: I don't know, but I think they're pretty like solidified in in terms of winning. I don't know, like some they're mo I, I'd say the majority of people at this point have Steph as the best point guard of all time. A lot of people do yes. over Magic. Um, I, like I think that's an argument. If he wins a title this year, maybe he does get solidified as that. But but yeah, that's those are basically the guys that I've been thinking about for uh, who have the most pressure on them for this upcoming post season.
1: You could think John, ja, maybe there's a couple other people you could like throw out there as kind of, but John's got a whole lot of life left and career left. And that's just cause the craziness that was the past couple games, but yeah, true um, for sure. Uh, yeah. I think that we, we hit most of them, the high points for sure.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're going to move into, um, everybody's favorite part of the episode. I don't know if that's true, but it's uh, probably my favorite part of the episode which is the game where we give each other, uh, some information about some players and we try to guess what NBA player they are based off said information. So we'll start with Jacob this time, this player, he is technically not signed to a team right now. I don't think, but he's It's cause he's older. I don't think he's officially retired yet though. Mm -hmm. He was playing just last season. Um, And so we'll start with the college, correct? Yep. So this player went to Louisiana Tech.
1: Who are the only Louisiana Tech guys I know? Wasn't Carl Malone Louisiana Tech?
0: That sounds familiar. I'm not sure, though. Um, But I'll give you, he was drafted. It's not him.
1: Yeah. I know it's not. Yeah.
0: This player was drafted by the Utah Jazz.
1: Oh, um, um, Millsap.
0: Yep. Paul Millsap. There we go. Got it after the second thing. Pretty fast.
1: Louisiana takes a pretty, like, if you would have said Duke, it would have been a lot more guesses, unless they got crazy lucky, but...
0: Yeah, there wasn't a lot of people to get, that's for sure. I want to see what his nicknames are. I I didn't look at those. We should make that a tradition, though, to look at everybody's nicknames. The Anchorman.
1: Oh, sick.
0: All right. Paul Millsap, The Anchorman. All right, my first one.
1: So we got two currents, and then somebody that is in the Hall of Fame, but an older name, to make it a little bit harder for you. Mm -hmm. So your current person... Is uh, we do something oh uh, height for you 6'8 yep.
0: 245. 6'8 245. It's kind of a bigger guy, a
1: Chicago guy, not Chicago Wolves, Chicago birthplace.
0: Is this a current that he signed to a team? I believe so. Was he picked second overall in the draft? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is this Jabari uh Parker?
1: Yeah. There's a ton of Chicago basketball players. I didn't think I was giving away with six eight two forty five from Chicago.
0: That's the only guy that comes to mind for me. That's I don't know. I, it's not like I know where everybody went to high school, but Jabari's one of them because he was a huge high school name.
1: Yes, jeez, Yeah, it's Jabari Parker. Yeah. I also that, didn't say he went to high school in Chicago. I said he was born in Chicago.
0: That's true. That's true.
1: He did. Uh, yeah, he technically was, I guess. Play, he did play high school at Simeon in Chicago. But, yeah, Simeon. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, Same high school Derek Rose went to.
1: The uh, random generator was very friendly to you.
0: Yeah. What was. Well, he's.
1: I don't think he's on a team. Oh, maybe he's not. I thought he was. I thought I saw him in a clip recently. But maybe mm. it was an old clip. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But did you look at his
0: nicknames? Did he have any? Nope. None are listed. Really? Wow. That's interesting. Seeing that he was the second overall pick. But. Um, Okay, for you, we have a player that went to Miami, uh, University of Miami, Florida, Miami, not Ohio.
1: Florida basketball players? Yep. Oh, man, I'm I'm getting mad because I'm only thinking of football guys.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, there's not a lot of basketball players.
1: Okay, I'm going to need more than that because I'm not coming up with anything. Mm-hmm. This guy's still, he's playing now?
0: Yep. Yep. Um let me make sure that, like, I know that he was playing this year at some point. I don't know if things have changed. Let me look at his game logs, if he's played recently. Yeah, he's still playing.
1: Okay. Um,
0: so, his, so where he got drafted was the San Antonio Spurs. He was the 18th pick overall.
1: Miami, 18th pick. Oh, um, but Bruce Brown wasn't a first-rounder. Who was on Bruce Brown's college team? Lonnie Walker, the fourth.
0: Yeah. Was he on his team? I believe so. I know Davon Reed was on Miami with Bruce Brown, but Lonnie Walker also could have been. I guess, yeah, it kind of works age-wise. But yeah, it's Lonnie Walker IV, a.k.a. Skywalker or Buddha. Hmm. I think, is B-U-D-D-A-H how you spell Buddha? That looks like Buddha. B-U-D-H-A I think is Buddha. So 1D?
1: I think there's an A, yeah, I don't know.
0: This is B-U-D-D-A-H. It's just it's like butter,
1: <laughs> but because okay yeah this is the, that was the 2018 was the Loyola Chicago year or 17 into 18 oh and they yeah. they were the team that lost early to Loy, Loyola Chicago and it was Lonnie Walker Bruce Brown
0: was Davon on that team Davon Reed
1: that was the uh, year before
0: mm. yeah it makes sense
1: but yeah oh yeah I'm next I have to give you <laughs> um, here we go. Very generous to you here today. This is my second one, right? Yes. Current player. I know they're current. Six foot three, 200 pounds.
0: Six foot three, 200. Um, it's not like Steph Curry. Cause, yeah, the weight is a little bit higher.
1: Is that like Bradley Beal? It is not Bradley Beal. It is a guard. Not very helpful because of the height. Um, what do we do? Do I do age next? I can't remember what my next thing I give you is. Or just it kinda, something fun. Yeah,
0: you kind of just find something random.
1: Uh, they were the... Okay, we'll do a nickname thing. They go by their nickname that has nothing to do with their first name, like semi-regularly. Not all the time, but semi-regularly. Their nickname is, like, very associated with them. Russell Westbrook. Okay, with bro- uh, Brody. The, bro- the Brody. Yeah. Beastbrook or Mr. Triple Double? Beastbrook? Beastbrook is listed as one of his nicknames. Huh, and just Russ. That. Just Russ. Yeah, Russ.
0: Is Westbrook on there? Westbrick? Westbrook? No, it's not. Can That'd I edit these? <laughs> no, you can't. I've tried. I've tried to... Like, even
1: to submit, like, a form, like, yo.
0: Yeah. I, I don't know how, but I've, I've looked around it because I really want to add some nicknames for Josh Giddey. Um, <laughs> I want to add the Oss with the Sauce and um, Himothy Chalamet. <laughs> <laughs> Those would be great nicknames for. I mean, they like should some, have
1: a form that you yeah. can send in it. Like, yeah,
0: damn. Yeah, I just tweeted at Basketball Reference on on Twitter and said petition to add these nicknames for, and some like one random guy liked it and then commented on it like yes or something like that. <laughs> um. Yeah. So your player next player is a guy who went to Indiana University of Indiana.
1: Yogi Ferrell. Nogi Farrell, whatever. He might have been on the same team though. Maybe. Uh, Oladipo?
0: No. This he were like was he were they
1: Zellers? on the Zellers? You're gonna make me say which one. <laughs> Cody Zeller?
0: Well, all the Zellers went to different schools.
1: Is it Cody Zellers was the Indiana one?
0: Yep. It is Cody Zeller. Congratulations. 6'11", 240. forty. Twenty fourteen. Uh right?
1: Twenty fourteen draft?
0: Thirteen draft.
1: Yep, because that was two K fourteen. Yeah. Right? Do I have that wrong?
0: No, that's correct. Yeah, it'd be two K fourteen would be his rookie rookie game. Um, he yeah, Tyler. I'm pretty sure went to UNC and Luke. That's Zeller, true.
1: Oh, it's the Plumleys
0: that all went to Duke. Duke, yeah. Uh, Tyler Luke Zeller went to Notre Dame.
1: Cody Zeller was by far the best one, wasn't he? In college, in, co- in, in, um, in, the, in the NBA,
0: in the yeah. NBA, Cody Zeller, yeah, yeah, for sure. In college, I think Tyler Zeller was could have been considered the best. I don't know for sure though. The big handsome is Cody Zeller's nickname. The big handsome. Yep, that's good. The big handsome. Yeah, but now I am ready for my next one. The Hall okay. of Fame one.
1: Hall of Famer, no longer playing. While well they're in the Hall of Fame, they are six foot three, one hundred and ninety pounds.
0: Gary Payton.
1: No, this player played for one team for their entire career from eighty six to ninety nine. John Stockton. No. Wow. Uh, they are listed first as a shooting guard, then as a point guard,
0: 86 to 99,
1: 85, 86, 98, 98, 99. Sorry.
0: So he was in the 85 draft, the draft right after Jordan.
1: He was almost, yeah, every single year, but one, he was listed as a shooting guard. I think of him as a shooting guard for sure.
0: And the other year he was a point guard. Yep. Um, this is a hall of fame player.
1: Yep. Hall of Famer. First round, 18th overall pick played for one team his entire career
0: and it was this guy he was like an all-star and stuff i'm guessing since he was he's a hall of famer
1: 6-time all-star, 2-time NBA champ. I shouldn't have said that one. That damn it. Okay, anyway, 6-time all-star, 3-time all-NBA, all-rookie his rookie year, 5-time all-defensive player, not of the year, but just all 5-time all-defensive and then he was also a Finals MVP.
0: Okay. He was a Finals MVP.
1: Very justified he is in the uh, Hall of Fame. Oh,
0: I know who it is. He played on one team his whole career? Yep. I guess I didn't know that. But this is Joe Dumars, right? Yep. Okay. Never left Detroit. And I'm also surprised he came in the league after Jordan. That's kind of odd, too. Uh,
1: He is... How old's Jordan? Uh,
0: he, I don't know. He was 21 when he got drafted in 84.
1: This guy's 59, almost um
0: Oh, Jordan 60. just turned 60, I think.
1: So this guy's almost 60.
0: Yeah. Because I think I did see like or
1: McNeese State McNeese uh, State McNeese or McNeese, whatever that one is. He's like the president of basketball operations for the NBA. I'm pretty sure. He's something big. Yep. Because yeah. like it literally when I was looking, it has like two things listed. It's a mm-hmm. uh, oh, NBA and ABA players or executives. He is the it just doesn't say on basketball reference.
0: No, on basketball reference. Executive Vice President and Head of Basketball Operations of the National Basketball Association.
1: So did he just take over what, um, I'm blanking on the guy's name that used to do it. The
0: guy that everybody loves that's from Africa. Um, I'm not sure who you're talking about. Masai Ujiri? Yes. Is Isn't that what he used to do before he moved up? Well, he, like, he's the Raptors GM. No, they president. they
1: talked about him stepping up and being, that's what it was. That's what it was. People think he'll be commissioner next. Dumars? No, uh. yeah oh yeah yeah Yeah, he's well beloved by multiple
0: yeah and he's he's like the head of the nba academies or whatever the nba expansion recruiting in um africa
1: yeah that's what it was with africa that he was yeah
0: yeah because he's nigerian pretty sure yeah that was that yeah so that was the last one so that is the episode for you guys today thank you for listening Please tune in next week. I mean, we have the playoffs coming up really soon. There's only eight games left, like we just said. So we'll have to, over our next few episodes, we'll have to do our you know, season awards, All-NBA, talk about the play-in and playoffs predictions, all that kind of stuff. So lots of content coming up. But yeah, thank you guys for listening. We appreciate you. Stay happy, stay healthy, and we will talk to you guys next episode.
1: Peace!